from the theme, the salvation of the Gentiles, the book of Acts, chapter 10. Let's pray. Father, we bless you this morning. We praise and glorify your holy and righteous name. We thank you for this day and for this hour, for thy goodness, for thy mercy, for thy love, for thy grace, and for thy truth. We magnify you for being so wonderful and so loving and so kind and merciful to each and every one of us. We need you every hour, every second of the day. And we ask you now, Father, to come in among us and sup with us. Open our eyes, our ears, and our hearts to receive your engrafted word. Give us understanding and clarity that we may apply these principles to our own lives and go forth and give you glory and praise by the things that we say and do. We bless you and praise you and ask these things in our Savior's name, Yeshua HaMashiach, Christ the Lord, our Messiah. And for his name's sake, we ask it and pray. And all of God's children said, Amen. Amen. God bless you this morning. From the 10th chapter, there is a familiar story that we are uh, aware of. And this writing of Acts, which is the actual old book of history. And in this particular book, we're talking about the story of Cornelius. And Cornelius, verse, chapter 10, verse 1, there was a certain man uh, named Cornelius. He was called Cornelius. He was of the Italian band, a devout man, and one that feared God and his house, which gave alarms to the people and prayed to God always. He was in, it was in a vision, evidently, about the ninth hour or around 3 p.m. of the day that the angel of the Lord came unto him, saying unto him, Cornelius, and when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, God or Anonai? And he said unto him, Your prayers and alarms have come up for a memorial before God. So this man no doubt prayed and prayed and sought God and asked God for guidance and asked God for direction. And in the process of so doing, God got to that place with him through his prayer, his fellowship, and his worship. He said unto him, your prayers has come up for a memorial. Meaning you prayed so much and you prayed so hard. Now I'm going to respond to all of those prayers. And it's a wonderful thing to know that no matter how, many, how much we pray and how hard we pray and what we pray about, that the time will come when God will respond to the prayer requests that we have or petitions that we ask of him. So it is with Cornelius. He had been praying and seeking God, and now God is responding uh, to his prayer request. He says, and he tells him to send to Joppa for one called Simon, whose surname was Peter. He logged with Simon a tanner, whose house was by the seaside, and he shall tell you what you ought to do. Now, Cornelius was praying and seeking God for the salvation of his entire household. And in the process of so doing, the answer now comes to him for him to receive what he had been praying and asking God for. And sometime in life we will pray and we pray and we pray and we fast and we spend time in the word and we talk to God about the things that we're experiencing and going through. And in the process, God responds and answers those prayers. So it is we find with his servant today, no difference. He sends for Peter. Now the difference, the distance between where Peter was in Joppa and where Cornelius was was about 30 miles. 
So it was a full day's journey because a lot, they didn't have cars back in those days. So here this man is going and sending somebody to meet up with Peter. In verse number seven, it says, and when the angel spoke unto Cornelius, he departed, called for Simon, um, Cornelius called for two of his household servants and a devout soldier. These people served him continuously. They were worked with him closely and around the clock. And the, the word of God says he called them that waited on him continuously. And when he had declared all the things unto them, he sent them to Joppa. So he tells these servants and the soldier of the vision that he had had and how the angel of God had spoke to him. And when the angel spoke to him, he gathered these people that was close to him in his inner circle and sends them to go find Peter. Now, Peter is a Jew, a devout Jew at that. And, and, and here we have Cornelius, who is a Gentile. The Gentiles and the Jews had very little or no dealing with each other at all. But the word of God tells us here that this man of God wanted to know more about who Christ was. So he follows the instructions of the angel. And sometimes God can audibly speak to us. And sometimes God will send the angel to tell us or give us the message. Look at verse number nine. It says, and on the next day or tomorrow, as he went on their journey, these men leaving and these servants leaving now and draw nigh unto the city, uh, Peter was up on the housetop in prayer. He became hungry. And when he became hungry, he went into a trench, the word of God says. And it said he would have eaten if he had had food. But while they were making the food ready, he falls into this trance. And he saw the heavens open and a certain vessel descending unto him. And as it had been a great sheet knitted from the four corners, let down to the earth. And wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air. Now, these things Peter had no dealings with because he was a Jew. And if the food wasn't kosher, he didn't eat it. He didn't eat anything unclean. He didn't eat anything uncommon. Peter said if it was not kosher, he was not going to eat it. And that was one of the, uh, one of the, 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 the uh, uh, things that the Jews kept. They did not allow certain foods to enter their body, especially pork. Verse 13 says, and it came and there came a voice to him. Rise, Peter, kill, and eat. And Peter said, not so, Adonai, or God, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. He says, and the voice spoken to him again the second time, what God has cleansed, call that not common or unclean. The God, the re, now God is directly talking to Peter. He can talk to Peter because Peter had already been with Christ. He knew the Messiah. He understood the Messiah and he understood what God was talking to him about. So he goes on, the word of God tells us, that Peter is in this trance and God is dealing with him about food. Now notice, Peter was hungry and because he was hungry, it was more easier for God to deal with him through the trance of a vision that had to do with food and cooking and preparing food because it was easier for Peter to receive what God was saying. Sometimes we have in our life circumstances and situations and we're going through things and the very thing that we're going through, God used that to bring us to the place of victory. Always remember, in any mathematical equation, the answer is in the numbers. 
And so it is that the Bible tells us and the word of God tells us here that Peter in this trance fussing with God that he's not going to do what God is asking him to do. Cornelius on the other hand when the angel spoke to him he said yes. What is it? How can I assist you? Peter had always been rebellious even when Christ was on, on, the, on the earth. He always had to deal with Peter because of Peter's behavior, his rebellion. But, but even God finds Peter difficult to deal with in these scriptures. Now, while Peter doubted in himself the vision, because God did this three times, he doubted in himself the vision. It says which he had seen and what the vision should mean. He didn't understand all of it, but he knew it had something to do with food. And the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry at the door where Peter was. They came to the gate and asked, does Peter live here? In the meantime, Peter's still thinking on the vision. The Holy Spirit spoke to Peter and said unto him, three men are at the door. Just go with them. Don't ask no questions. Just get your things together and go with these three men. And now Peter is in this trench. He's thinking. The Holy Spirit speaks to him. And now he says, just go with these fellows. Peter goes to the door and acknowledges that he is who they're looking for. He takes them in. Not only does he take them out, these are Gentiles. They have nothing to do with Jews. Peter takes them in. Not, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, he takes them in. And not only does he take them in, he sees after their needs. And keeps them overnight and allows them to lodge and stay there. The next morning, the word of God says, Peter gets up, gathers a few of his own servants with him, and they go to Joppa. And as they're traveling and journeying, no doubt, Peter's still speculating and wondering what's this all about. And the Bible says that God deals with Peter. And as God is dealing with Peter, things begin to become more clear as he's journeying and meditating on this particular vision of what he has seen. No doubt he gets to where he is going. He gets there to Cornelius and when he gets to Cornelius' house, he comes in and Cornelius immediately falls down on his knees. And when he falls down on his knees, the scripture and the word of God tells us, he began to worship Peter. And Peter reached down there and picked him up and said, get up, I'm a man just like you all. Don't worship me, worship God. And so when, when he got there, Cornelius begins to share with Peter what the angel had told him. And no doubt he tells Peter about all this time he had spent praying and seeking God for direction for his household. Cornelius had gathered all the members of his house, all of his family, all of his friends, and they were all there in one accord in that house waiting just for Peter. And when Peter comes in and he sees all of this, and, and, and Peter wondering what the world's going on. Look at verse number 24. And on the mar they entered into the city, and Cornelius waited for them, and had called together his kinsmen and friends. As Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. And Peter took him up, saying, Stand up, for I myself also am a man. And he talked with him, and he went in and found many that were come together. He said unto them, ye know how that it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come into another nation. Now he was, uh, Peter was reminding him, I'm not even supposed to be here. But the Holy Spirit has what? 
orchestrated, directed, command me to come here and talk to you, Cornelius. But the Lord showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Now, that's what the vision was about. Peter saw food, but the Holy Spirit and God was telling them, don't you dare call another man unclean or uncommon. He says, all men have the right, a right to the tree of life. All men have a right to salvation. All men have a right to be saved. All men have a right to know Christ as Lord and Savior of their life. And so he was rebuked. Even at the end of the uh, couple of times when God was dealing with him, he rebuked him for not accepting what God was saying. But then Peter realizes when he gets to Cornelius that God has said unto him, don't call any man common or unclean. He goes on and he says, I ask therefore, for what intent have you sent for me? He asked Cornelius, why you sent for me? And Cornelius said, four days ago, I was fasting until the fourth hour. And he says, and at the ninth hour, I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing. This is the angel. And said unto Cornelius, your prayers is heard, and your alarms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa, and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodges in the house of one Simon the Tanner by the sea. So the, so Cornelius tells Peter exactly where he was. Only the Holy Spirit of the angel of God could have revealed that to Cornelius. He wouldn't have known that on his own. He would have never found Peter if it hadn't been for the intervention of the, the angel of God, the messenger of God. Many who believe it was Gabriel who brought him the message. He says now, and Peter knew whenever, he, whenever Cornelius started talking to him, Peter knew. This was God. This was what God intended. And he goes on and says, and, and, and he says in verse number, number 33, and immediately, therefore I sent for you, and you have done well that you have come. Now, therefore, we are all present before God to hear all the things that are commanded of God. So Peter now knows why he sent from Joppa to come and meet with Cornelius. Before that time, he didn't know. But now watch what Peter says. Then Peter opens his mouth and said, of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. And the word which God sent unto the children of Israel, because the word was sent to Israel first. It was sent to the Israelites, or to the Hebrews, which later some many the Jews and the Hebrews really didn't have anything to do with each other because the Jews or the Jew Judaism is a practice of the law. And they are, many of them don't even believe in Jesus Christ. The Hebrews, on the other hand, do. They are the chosen, the, 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 the royal seed of God. And because they are the chosen and the royal seed of God, they know and they understand better what Peter was talking about and what they were experiencing. And see, this stuff, they've gotten it so twisted and mixed up. Look at what he says. Preaching peace by Yeshua HaMashiach, or Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. The word, I say, ye know, which was published throughout all Judah and began from Galilee after the immersion of John the Baptist. And John preached the same teaching, how that... God anointed Jesus, or Yeshua, of Nazareth, which is with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about what? Doing good. Healing the sick. 
raising the dead, curing those that were in with disease. Christ went about doing everything, even healing and setting the oppressed of the devil free. So Peter now preaches the gospel to the Gentiles. Cornelius is the very first Gentile to receive the message of the gospel. That's what this story is about. When the gospel was sent to Cornelius, that's how the gospel got to nations like America and all of these other nations around the world. Had Peter not followed the instructions of the angel and brought the gospel to Cornelius, some may have never heard of God, may have never heard of Christ as Lord and Savior. So Peter tells them that we are witnesses, not witnesses of the gospel, but eyewitnesses to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Peter said, I was with him. I know him. He didn't tell him he denied him, but he did. But he said, I know this Christ. I know who God is talking about. So God uses an eyewitness to go to Cornelius and carry the message directly to him. He says, I'm not going to send anybody. I'm going to send Peter, because Peter know what this is all about. Peter was with Christ, and can nobody tell it better than Peter can, because Peter was an eyewitness to all of the things that Christ had done, all of the things that Christ had experienced. Peter was the eyewitness. So they sit there, and Peter continues to minister to them. He continues to share the gospel to them. In verse 41, it says, not to all people, but unto the witness chosen before God, even to us who did eat and drink with him, after he rose from the dead, he said, not only was he the Savior, he died, he was buried, and he rose the third day. Not only all of that, but he says, we were eyewitnesses to his resurrection. Christ stayed 40 days after he rose from the dead and continued to teach and to share the message of the kingdom of God with the disciples before he departed and ascended into heaven to be at the right hand of the Father permanently. Word goes on and tells us that he said, they were the chosen. It says, and he commanded us to preach unto people and to testify that it is he which was ordained to be the judge of the quick and the dead. To give him all and all of the prophets, make them witnesses that through his name, whosoever believes in him shall what? Have remission of their sins. So he immediately says, you won't deliver you want salvation? What you have to do is accept and believe that Jesus Christ, he died, he was buried, he rose again for your sins, to pay for your sins when he went to the cross. He says, if you will receive that, then you will get remission for your sins. And look at what, look at what uh, Peter says. While Peter yet spoke these words, the Holy Spirit falls on them that heard the message. Now notice, the Spirit of God falls upon them and they are immediately forgiven of their sins because they're listening, the Holy Spirit. See, when you get baptized, a lot of people think just because you're baptized, you're saved. That's not true. Just because you're baptized does not mean you're saved. Salvation is of the heart. What does he say in, in Romans 10 and 9? And thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, he says, thou shalt be saved. He didn't say nothing about the water there. He didn't say nothing about baptism there. He said, if thou shalt confess and believe and receive Christ as Lord and Savior, you shall be saved. 
the Holy Spirit touched their heart and transformed them right there in that house. And then Peter said, we see these people. They begin to speak with other tongues, tongues just like the word of God tells us in the book of Acts. It says, when the Holy Spirit come upon you, you will what? Speak with other tongues. And that's what happened to these men in Cornelius' house. The word of God was preached, the Holy Spirit fell, and they were converted and received their salvation. And this is the first writing of Gentiles receiving salvation. As you and I have received salvation. This is the first writing of that. I've already gone over all my notes. The word of God tells us and shares with us that we all, as children of God, must go forth and share the gospel to our family, to our friends. See, we're waiting on somebody else to do it for us. You say, that neighbor next door that's just keeping all that hell going and raising all that pain and keeping all those problems in your neighborhood and you know they're not saved. God said, you go to them and tell them about Christ. You go to them and minister and witness to them about your experience and tell them your testimony. For when you share the word that God has done in your life, it convicts them and eventually their heart is softened by the Holy Spirit and they become converted. That's how Christ, see Christ says, go ye into all the world and what? Teach, preach. And when they are converted, baptize. See, when you're baptized, you're what? Die to the old nature when you go under the water. You're resurrected to the newness of life. And when you do all of that, the Bible says, now you are saved. Now you have been changed and converted. And he said, continue to grow spiritually. Some people get saved and you never see them no more. Well, I'm saved. I accepted Christ. Somebody said, once saved, always saved. That is not true. Don't believe that. You can lose your salvation just as fast as you gained it. If you don't stay in fellowship, if you don't stay in worship, if you don't continue to, to seek God and trust him and pray to him and call upon him and stay close to him in your, in your learning and training and teaching and growing, the more you grow spiritually, the more God will use you. The more you grow spiritually, the better light you are. So he said, let your light so shine before men that he may, they may see your good work and glorify your Father which is in heaven. What are the main things, of the main theme of what I'm talking about? Let me go over that with you. The main theme, it says, first of all, the Gentiles heard the gospel of the kingdom of God. They believed what Peter was telling them. They were converted in their hearts because they accepted the gospel. And once they accepted the gospel, the word says the Holy Spirit fell on all of them. And when the Holy Spirit fell on them, they began to speak with other tongues. And when they began to speak with other tongues and magnify God and give glory to God, the word of God says they became converted and Peter said what else do we need but to go ahead and what baptize them in the name of Yeshua the, what is, Matthew said what Christ said in Matthew baptize them in the name of the Father the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe everything that I've commanded and he said and continue to teach them see baptism as I said doesn't change a thing because if your heart is not right, you go in the water, a dry devil, and come out a wet. That, that's the only thing that changes if your heart is not right. If you haven't made up your mind in your heart to accept Christ as Lord and Savior, nothing changes in the water. All the water does is identi it's identification. I identify as a mark that you are a child of God. 
It's a mark that you've received Christ as Lord and Savior. Once your heart is converted and you're sincere about your relationship, are you perfect? No. Peter was one of the worst of all of the disciples. He kept up trouble. He cursed. He denied Christ. He did everything he could to create controversy whenever there was an issue that he didn't agree with. But Christ said, nobody is perfect. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And because we have, he said, I'm still going to use you because I need you. He needs men just like you and I to carry the gospel forth and share it with a dying world. If he had to have somebody perfect, we could never accept it because we know they're perfect. They're already perfect. How can I ever identify with perfection like that? So Christ sends men like me and others to come and to share the gospel and to preach the message and say, wait a minute, these men are not perfect, but they are mine. They are, they are the best that I've got. God could have sent an angel, but he said an angel can't identify with a human flesh. He sent the Holy Spirit to what? Hurt, change, and touch the heart. But he sent man to what? Share the message. And to say, listen, I've been where you are. I'm experiencing some of the same things you're experiencing. I'm going through some of the same things you're going through. I know exactly how to identify. I know what it means when the lights are turned off. I know what it means when the water's turned off. I know what it means when the car gets repossessed. I know what it means when you can't make the house payment. I, you have to identify with the people of God. That's why God used you. See, if you were perfect, he, did, he would need you. But he says, go in spite of all that you've gone through. In spite of all that you experience, go and share the gospel. Go and tell somebody else that Christ is the answer for whatever they're going through. And when they make up their minds to receive Christ as Lord and Savior, then and only then will they begin to see the changes that they need to see. See, this thing is gradual and we grow every day. During the course of the week, there's something going on or something happening that will begin to minister to your situation, to minister to your heart. And to give you encouragement when you seek out, when you seek God. He said, what? Well, we said last week, all of my help comes from who? The Lord. So I have to go and seek him to give me guidance and give me deliverance. When Cornelius, when Peter gave the, the message of salvation and the gospel to Cornelius' house, everybody was converted. Look how many souls was won that one day because Peter obeyed the Holy Spirit. And that's something we have to do. We have to, when the Holy Spirit speaks to us, we have to obey. We have to respond to the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, I'll go. Cornelius said, I'm here, Lord. What is it? What is the message? And the angel began to minister to him. Yes. The Holy Spirit said, Peter, listen. Peter said, no. But then he, he changed. And that's what this is all about. Changing your heart changing your mind the word greek word there means to turn from the old nature the old behavior and accept christ and ask him to what clean you up and dress you up and use you for the glory of god may god bless you today may heaven smile upon you let us pray father we come this morning to give you glory we come this morning to give you praise we magnify and edify you for all of your goodness and all of your mercy we praise you for this message this morning of salvation of conversion, of change, and we thank you that you ministered to our hearts from this word. We ask now that you just allow us to apply these principles, these teachings to our own lives. Let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works, but give you all glory and praise, that, the, that lost souls will be converted and transformed. For you said, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. 
And we pray for the salvation of anyone under my voice that may not have received Christ. I pray that they will confess that they are a sinner and that Christ died for their sins. He was buried and rose again on the third day for their salvation, that they will make that confession and receive Christ as Lord and change and turn from their wicked ways. We bless you today. We praise you. Now bless this local ministry. Strengthen this church and use us to bring glory and praise to your kingdom. Help us to go into these communities and share the gospel of Christ that you are Lord to the glory of God. And that men everywhere, you said, as I be, I be lifted from the earth, will draw all men unto me. And Father, use us through the glory and the power of the Holy Spirit to reach out and share the gospel that men, women, boys, and girls everywhere will confess, I heal, I heal. What must I do to be saved? We bless you today. We praise you. Bless this ministry and keep us. And use us to bless the kingdom of God and for your glory. These blessings we ask to create and declare by faith. Christ's mighty name we pray. And all of God's people say, Amen. Amen. God bless you.